What's going, going on, on everybody? Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another episode of Beefcast. <laughs> Y'all bought this microphone from the Walmart and I love it, okay? If y'all don't follow me on Instagram, rip to my old Instagram. But if y'all don't follow my new Instagram, y'all, hold on, wait a minute. Switch it up on you hoes. Hello? Yeah. Now, like I was saying, I got this shit from Walmart for $30. It's called a party machine, and I love it. But I ain't gonna do this the whole episode. I just got real excited, and I just bought it, and I was using it my whole birthday weekend because it was fun. Hold on. Hello? All right, now this is me. Hey! What that nigga the baby say? If y'all got AIDS and was sucking dick in the bathroom, I need a file. All right, let me turn this off. Boom. Shaka, laga, shaka. What the fuck is up, y'all? What up, what up, what up? It's your girl Queen, and I'm back with another episode of Big Facts, closing out the month of July. July, All right, so I just wanted to apologize for my absence. I know that I, like, people have been waiting on me to drop another episode since my last hacking episode. A lot of people have been checking on me, trying to make sure that I was good. And I appreciate everybody. I appreciate y'all's concerns. I appreciate the feedback from my last episode because that was a very humbling experience and it was very, very traumatic for me. Um, so I appreciate the love and the support that I got. I told y'all on the last episode, the people who was helping me through it, the people who, um, you know, gave me advice, gave me pointers, you know, did the best that they could to try to even get my Instagram back and give me like advice, little links and stuff like that to try to see if I can get my Instagram back and stuff. Fuck Instagram, by the way. I mean, I fuck with them, but like if there was another platform that wasn't, that ain't had my grandma and them on there, I would be on that platform way more because I just feel like it's, it wasn't fair. But anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that because... Yeah, but I appreciate everybody who reached out to me and who's been checking on me and Big Facts to try to make sure that I'm good, try to make sure that they'll have some more content. I'm working on all this content stuff, y'all. It's a little annoying. Um, And this episode is going to be kind of quick because I'm about to go out with the girls. Dun, 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 Corvette, Corvette. Um, a little bit later, probably like in a couple of hours after I take a nap because I still haven't recuperated from my big 3-0 birthday celebration. AE cancer season is gone, but it's always going to be here in our hearts because y'all know y'all love cancers. I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. Thank you. But yeah, so this one's going to be a little little quick. Um, It might get a little emotional uh, for me. I'm going to try to keep it gangster, but I can't make no promises. So boom. Yes, July 20th, I turned 30 years old. And if you ask me how I feel, I don't feel any different. I think that mentally, I'm thinking about like now, it's like, you know how like people be having a midlife, midlife crisis? I, be, I think I might be on the verge of that. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happened in like the past four months that like has had me like on a roller coaster emotionally. 
So, yeah, I think I'm probably heading down the whole mid 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 life crisis thing. Um, but honestly, I don't think that this is my mid like the middle of my life, but you know, whatever. Um, but yes, I turned 30. Um, at first I wasn't even, I really wasn't going to do anything because I knew I was going to be in a process of moving into my new place. I knew that, you know, I had all this other stuff that I wanted to do and things that I needed to take care of and just try to get my emotions and my, and my like mental and physical back on track you know so i really didn't have any plans for my birthday weekend however when i went home i was talking to jamila i was talking to quija i was talking to asia we was all just talking about you know i'm about to turn 30 and then my sisters even said like y'all need to you need to do something like do something this your 30th you're never gonna turn 30 again da, 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 da. so i was like ah, i guess whatever uh so then i decided to do like something real quick or whatever and y'all know i'm a big kid so i tried to i always try to do things that are affordable for everybody. Uh, I'm not saying that my friends don't have money. I'm not saying that I don't have any money. What I'm saying is I like cheap, fun shit. And I mean, maybe at some point, I well, for large groups, I like all, like my large group of friends to be around me for my birthday celebrations and so on and so forth. Now, it's just, if it's just like a couple thing, like originally for my birthday, I wanted to go on a trip with a man. However, I didn't get a man or I didn't have a man to go on a trip with that I probably would have enjoyed the whole trip with for my birthday. So, um, yeah, that was like what I wanted to do. I just wanted to go like on a, like a mini vacation and just like kick it, you know what I'm saying? And uh, amongst other things. But, you know, that didn't happen. So, you know, kick it with my friends. That's always a good time. So, yeah. So, you know, I always tell y'all a little bit about my birthday. So, um, I went to dinner on a Thursday, then on Friday I had a kickback at my house. It was like early 2000s, like high school type thing, like what you were in high school. I had my nice little AirPods fit on. I might insert a big uh, picture. I might not. I don't know. But, um, I had my little AirPods shit on with my bot flops. You know what I'm saying? It was actually a decent time. I did pass out and I'm, and I'm sad that I passed out because I wanted to be up all night, but whatever, I passed out. And, um... Yeah, and then I had a field day uh, at a park here in North Carolina or Charlotte, and just like kickball, that type of stuff like that. So I did, I did that. And if y'all want to know more, I mean, I wish more people came, and I wish I kept up with the people who said that they wanted to come, cause I extended the invite, but like people was hitting me up, and I was my brain was all over the place, so I probably wasn't the the person to contact that niggas should have been getting into contact with, but whatever. Um. So, yeah, I did that and then a little small brunch or whatever on Sunday. So, yes. And I worked on my my actual birthday. I went, I went to work. So, anyway, boom. Had a good time. Thank you guys for the birthday wishes. If I didn't thank you guys while y'all was telling me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Twitter, all of that good stuff. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm going to do something real big for my 31st. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm going to start planning in January, but whatever. Um, all right, so that was that. Now, uh, moving along, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So basically before I started this, I had to lighten this in the, in the beginning, because I know that I was going to start talking about something that was about to make me hella emotional. Um, and I, I was just going to speak on like the past, like few months of my life for real. Um, as you all know, that hacking shit really kind of threw me for a loop for real. It really 
it really traumatized me for real. I was just like, oh, like now I'm I'm even skeptical about certain jobs reaching out to me. Like I don't even open up certain emails. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. I don't, cause I don't know how it happened, but it's not gonna happen again. Um, so that was just one of those things that kind of like really messed me up. So that's in the beginning of June. I like I said, fuck June. Okay, happy birthday to everybody. Happy belated birthday to everybody in June. Include my mama. But June was terrible for me. Um, so I, I got hacked and all that stuff. And then um, a very dear, dear friend of mine passed away, Corey Parker. Um, I found out, I didn't, of course, we all like, are you, y'all playing with me? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. And nah, they weren't playing. Nobody was, was joking about that. Um, if you're close to me, then you probably know or I've told you some things about like my childhood or um the guys that I talked to in my childhood you know y'all had like those little hood crushes and everything like you might have had a boyfriend down the street that really wasn't your boyfriend but he just came over your house every day that type of thing so this wasn't me and Corey's relationship uh but I'm just saying in, in general um but most times I would say the only two people in my in my date in life that I actually like legit took serious or had like a almost like a goddamn trying to think about what type of bond I can kind of compare this to but it would be Corey and Phil though like Corey was my first low-key everything like the first person that gave me that made me feel away like made me feel like a woman made me feel like and I was young when I met him. I think I was, I might have been 13 or 14. He was one year older than me. And, um, yeah, like, he just, he made, he gave me a sense of self, in a sense. Uh, he allowed me, like, he, he was, okay. So, I want to go get emotional. Okay, here we go. All right, boom. Let me double back real quick. So, he was. He was the first man that had touched me and ain't like I used to be first of all a tomboy and like hood one on one. So a certain things to me was like it was no, you can't do that. Like I'm uncomfortable. It would make me uncomfortable or I dog you. Like, bro, don't ever do that again. Like don't rub against me, nigga. Don't, don't rub like pop pop. <laughs> so um, but when I met, when I met Corey, me and my, me and my best friend, uh, old friend of mine, we just kind of like, we just linked, like we linked and we, ever since I met that man, like we had been like close, super close. Um, I met him on the edge of my street. It was up to no good. I think they was about to break into some cars or something like that. He told me this later on in life, okay? Like, way later on in life um, that that's what they were doing. Because I'm like, I, I had never seen them before. And I'm like, and I grew up on, on 87th and Cedar. So, I'm closer to Quincy than, than the whole bundle of, like, Cedar, Cedar niggas or Cedar people. But I grew up on 87th and Cedar, so a lot of my family was like, 86, 85th, 84th, around that, around that area. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but if you're from Cleveland, then you know what I'm talking about. 
Um, but yeah, so I didn't see him as often because I was mainly like my friends lived closer down here to, to the Quincy area. So I would always be on the back end of Cedar and not like on the whole, you know, the main, main, main. So, uh, basically when I seen him, I'm like, I never seen him before. And people knew his brothers, like my sister that had had word of his brothers and stuff. Shout out to them and everything and you know that's just kind of how that how that worked out but ever since I met him we were like close like super close like and we talked all night that that first night I had met him I hogged the phone and I talked to him for hours and after that he came over my house every single day now if you know a little bit about me my childhood and just my teens and stuff wasn't like the best years of my life. I mean, I, I had, I had more trauma memories and more like PTSD from my teens than any other time. So, um, I would say that on top of him being that person who I confided in when I was going through those things, like he literally carried me emotionally and we were both young. Like, he probably had some stuff that he was going through, but he never, you know, Corey was the person where he, he never showed, like, full-blown weakness or vulnerability. Like, he just was, he's going to, like, make light of a situation before it, like, punches him in the face. So, like, I just feel like I, I'm trying to kind of like dance around like everything I'm trying to say because if I if I started to finish I'm gonna cry and y'all not about to see a real G tearing up on her stuff but <laughs> but um anyways like I said he's the first he's the first guy that I ever let touch me um he took my virginity um he made me feel like he gave me confidence uh he he like Really, he don't even, and it's so crazy. Hmm. Hold on, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. It's so crazy because he don't, he didn't know that back then, like what he was doing for me. And I don't, and I feel like, I feel like, Mm, I had all this, I had all this all panned out, y'all, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, but he de- he didn't know, like, this, the certain things that he was doing, and him just being himself allowed me to be who I am, and who I was back then, and I never, I feel like I didn't give him that credit, like, I always, he always knew that, like, he was my dog, you know what I'm saying? And I was going to be there no matter what happened. But I feel like I did not tell him, like, dog, you got me through this. You got me through that. You literally, like, held me while I was, like, breaking down in tears about to fucking lose my mind. Like, when it comes to guys that I've talked to and people who I actually care about, like, that man literally he showed me affection. He showed me that he gave a damn about my feelings. Like, drop everything. What's wrong with you? And I 
I never even had that. Like my my father was alcoholic. He was barely going to be one of the men in my life to where I could sit and talk to about anything. You know what I'm saying? It was just honestly, it's funny as fuck. So like, <laughs> drunk or not, I'm we're probably laughing and forgiving him for something that he just did, or you know. And it was just like when I'm when I met Corey. It just kind of changed. Like, I feel like he don't even understand. I don't even know if he would have understood that. Like, I don't know. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me get my shit together. Okay. So. So, yeah. I was young. We were cool. Um, It was almost like my friend group and his friend group together. Um, we used to kick it every day, almost every day. Um, especially like on weekends, that was like our, our big thing. And he's the first guy that my mother allowed to even come inside my house. Cause you know, black mamas, especially my mama, my goodness. She was like, ain't none of them motherfucking hood rats, hoodlums and holes and fast tail bitches and shit coming, coming in my house. So I barely could have friends inside my house. The porch was the spot. So um, she she let him in one time because she seen he, he wasn't going nowhere. He was at my house every day. Every single day he was he was at my house. And even if it was only for a second, he'd drive a little scooter over there. He'd ride a little bike over there. He'd do whatever. And he'd come in there. He'd come over and just check on me. And he just always made me feel like he just always made me feel so special, bro. Like. I don't think I ever talked to nobody that was like, you are, like, special. Or, like, like you deserve, like, he, I don't know. All right, anyways. So, yeah. That was my dog. Um, yeah, we, we it was, like, the weird shit. Like, we, we never really just said, like, hey, we are boyfriend and girlfriend. But we were still attached and with each other every single single day and I think that when I even when I made my Facebook post about um about him and and our bond I just say like I'm not discrediting anybody else bond with this man because I know that he had some crazy bonds with people like I'm pretty sure that y'all probably even got a different side of him than I did and I'm not discrediting anybody bond but I can tell you that our bond me and hit me and Corey Jerome Parker's bond is the most genuine bond I've ever had with a man. Like, on on an intimate level, like, this is, like, this is my, my, this is, he understands me. Like, <laughs> he understands me. He's, like, how I say that my ex feel is the only man that's probably going to make me pass out, dying laughing, like, literally, because he's so funny and he always makes me laugh. Like, there are certain characteristics that those two men, just period, just has that, like, it's something that's undeniable and it's not, it doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be, oh, I like them or I want to be with them or I, I wish that this, or I'm bitter or no, no shit like that. Like these men, just their personalities, even if I was just their friend and would never have any, anything by them, I'm pretty sure that people would attest to feel being funny as fuck. And Corey literally being cool as a fucking cucumber. He thought he was a player pimp. Okay. <laughs> cool. And just not worry. He, like to me, he wasn't, he never. Okay. 
he just, I don't know, this, he was just so special. He was just a very, very special man. And, I, I mean, I couldn't sit here and, and talk about Corey without talking about Phil because I low-key was talking to him at the same time. But we ain't know. <laughs> hey, they going to be like, I know she was. But, no. So, anyways. But, yeah, like, he was just so special. And he just really helped me. He helped me a lot, like, tremendously. And over the time that he went to a different school, I went to another school, and we would still see each other on weekends or sometimes after school. He'll come over and stuff like that. He was the first person to try to put me on a motorcycle, which I wasn't I wasn't doing that. He was reckless. You know them hood dudes. You're not about to sit here and bend no corner, and I bend under, nigga. No, I'm not doing that. But he always used to call me a punk for the school. Um, but he was just he was just so nice. He was so respectful. He never disrespected anybody that, like, my sisters loved him. My mother loved him. Like, he he wasn't weird around. Like, he was just himself. He was very, and I just shout out to his mother because he come over here, he a whole different man than what he doing over there. I don't know what they doing over there. <laughs> Robbing, stealing, and killing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But when he come over here, oh, 87, that he's he's like a grown man. And he would, and we weren't even grown, so I don't know. But I just, I just wanted to kind of just almost vent, but just like express the fact that even after high school, we got into some trouble. Okay, this is the, this is the thing, y'all. Corey just served like seven years. He had a eight year fucking sentence. Okay, he got out early. He hasn't even been out for two years, and he passed away. And that is why I think I'm so. I'm just so hurt by it because it's like you had so much more living to do. Your years of living was stuck behind a fucking cell for all that time. And I thank God, and I say this, and I say this to his friend. I say this every time I speak on it. I am so happy and so glad that he did not come out and get in the streets and be killed in the streets because Cleveland is ridiculous, okay? ridiculous like niggas then got shot and killed at the same time they were shot and killed like how like it's just too much and so he told me and i i, I kept i kept in touch with Corey from his first day in to his last day out and i didn't care what i was because our bond was genuine it wasn't like i was i had a jail bay or no nothing like that like me and Corey, he would be mad he would be like be like, well, dang, you ain't even gonna send me no pictures or da da da. And I was like, man, shout out to JPay because if it weren't for JPay, that nigga probably would have never seen me. Cause I'd be thinking that people gonna sell my pictures inside the jail. And I don't know, people turn to other motherfuckers. <laughs> they be having some different mentalities in jail. So I was like, you not selling my pictures? Like I never do that. Like, like I don't know about that. So you know, JPay, we were able to send like videos back and forth. And then he had a whole phone in there. He just, it was just a lot going on. But I would say that I stuck. I stuck it out with him, and every every time I would ask him, like, do you need anything? Do you need some money? Do you need X, Y, Z? He's like, do you need any money? Do you need X, Y, Z? I'm like, sir, I am shaking and moving in these streets. Like, how are you How are you going to help me? And I guess I, that was me underestimating his ability to actually still be doing whatever he was doing and, you know what I'm saying, move the way he moved while he was behind bars. But I was still like, huh, how are you going to ask me if I need some money? In that case, yeah, I think I need... I need a uh, goddamn. I need how much? How much can I ask for? But no, nah. 
I never took anything from him and he never wanted anything from me. He just always thanked me for being there. He just always thanked me for answering the phone. And even on those times when I, I couldn't answer the phone, you know, he'll, he'll just be like, I still just thank you for every, like always being there. Like, and I, I never said that I was going to leave his side. And if you know me, I'm loyal as hell. So you it just is what it is. Like, it wasn't going anywhere. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he had a million females that he was talking to in there. But that it wasn't that type of time with him and I. Him and I, we our, our bond is like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, we just was what we were. And I think that, I think that we probably will only kind of understand that. Like, <laughs> We never even did, like, besides the the part of him taking my virginity and, like, a couple other times that we had had sex, we never had sex after that. Never. He got out. He got out before I moved to North Carolina. And that man literally was like, you're not moving without seeing me. I'm like, I didn't even plan on moving without seeing you. But I need you to hurry up because I'm low-key about to be out the door tomorrow. But, you know, he's like, you ain't moving without seeing me. I'm coming down there with you. I'm like, you can't even do that. But, you know... I don't know. It's just he he made it his business. He did not he did not ever want me to feel like I wasn't important to him. And I never wanted him to feel like he wasn't important to me because that's my dog. Like that's my dog. I love Corey, bro. Like wholeheartedly. And I remember he told me like, "Yeah, I got your name tattooed on me." I'm like, "What? You got your name? You got my name tattooed? You a liar." And, like, he got, like, my initials on him. I'm like, boy. And then he's just like, I just want to show you I appreciate you and all this other stuff. I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, but then when he, when he got out, like, it wasn't like we didn't have no plans to be in together or nothing like that, which I think that over time, you know, I just, I told him, like, you know, get, get acclimated with this new life that you'll be having. And, you know, he can't, like, one thing about him, man, I know y'all probably like, girl, we don't care. But, <laughs> like, he did exactly what he said he was going to do when he got up behind them bars. Okay. He had a whole plan. He hit me up. He said, I want a model. I'm like, girl. Oh, I'm talking about girl. I'm talking about, boy, you ain't even cute like that. Fine as hell, by the way. Okay. Corey. Whew, Jesus Christ. Fine. I said it at the funeral. <laughs> like, boy, you fine as hell. My goodness. But he's like, I think I want to get into modeling. He's like, I know you did a little bit of modeling. Like, give me some t- some poses. Give me some give me some tips. I'm like, I thought he was just bullshitting. I have a video in my phone with him sitting here on JPay showing me two video two uh pictures that he didn't take. Talking about which one you like. You want this one or that one? Which one would you pick? He got a red light in the back. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like, oh my god, that's. Thank y'all for listening to me, man. I just had to do a nice little tribute to my nigga because he got out and did exactly what he said he was going to do. He said, I already got a plan. I gotta, I'm got i about to be working for this company when I get there. I got two jobs lined up. He got, he talking about, he got, he went through a little agency or whatever, Akron, he was about to do X, Y, Z. He got, he hit me up talking about, so what you think about this, this suit for my, for my profile picture, for my uh, headshot, like. He just did, as soon as he got out, he did everything that he said he was going to do. Like, everything he told me he was going to do, he did. Meanwhile, you got niggas that's getting out of jail, and they going straight to the streets. He told me, I'm never, I can't, because I'm not trying to fall victim in those streets after I done did all this time. 
No, I'm about to get out, make some money, do the shit that I that I want to genuinely do, and I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stay out the way. And that's exactly what he said he did. He got out, moved to Columbus, did whatever he was doing or whatever, and did the best that he could. He hit me up, told me awesome. Hey man, you think I should quit this job? Told me his dilemma. I'm like, quit that bitch. You got another one. Da da da. Like. It's the fact that I was a confidant to him as well. Like, he, it's almost like, you know, he, I'm pretty sure he talked to a lot of people about the stuff that he wanted to do and the things that he, that he, you know, was thinking about or the things that he was already doing. But it was just like, I, I had to, I had to run about you first before I made this decision. I'm like, why you ain't married me then? <laughs> like, where my ring at? <laughs> but just joking. Because, I mean, I think, uh, I believe he had a girlfriend anyway when he got out. But, but yeah, he got out and did exactly what he said he was going to do. He told me, he said, I want to spend more time with my son. He did everything that, that he, he did everything he could and everything to the best of his abilities. He did everything that he said he was going to do when he got out. And I applaud him. I, I, I commend him for that. And I will always, always, always have this man in the back of my mind. I still hear his voice. I pray I never, I pray I never, like forget the way he sound, or like anything. I have videos in my phone. I have all these things. But man, I'm just very, I'm blessed to have met him, and I'm blessed to have had a bond to where I could talk to that man about anything, and he'd listen, and vice versa. You know, that man, he he, literally like. I know your number by heart, but I always get the last two digits mixed up. Is it 4-0 or 5-0? Like, he'll make sure he hit me up all the time. I cuss, Every time I cuss him out, I can't get mad at him. I can't stay mad at him because every time I'm sitting here, sitting here talking about some, nah, because you know you were supposed to call me. You ain't even call me. You was down here. You ain't even come by or da 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 or whatever the case may be. Like, or anything, anything, anything I'll be sitting here trying to dog him about, he'd just be like, he got like this distinctive laugh where it's just like, <laughs> like, bitch. He like shut the fuck up, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like you tripping? <sighs> That's my dog, man. I was the start when I heard about that, man. I tell you what, I slipped into a great depression. I was already <sighs> de- depressed. You hear me? And if any of his family members watch this, man, let me tell y'all something. Because I was so tempted to go in there with some scissors and cut some of them dreads out his head. Please forgive me. I just wanted a piece of him. And I just, I feel so, <laughs> I feel so, I guess, in a sense, I'm, I'm more so at peace because he came in my, he was in my dreams. Like, he came in my dreams when it happened. Like, I literally had dreams about this man, like, on some, when I went to see him at the viewing, I just felt like he probably was looking at me like, girl, why shut your little booty ass up, stop crying. That's that's, that's what I heard, like, stinking ass. You always crying, just soft ass, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Do y'all know I almost crashed my car crying? Like, wow. I ain't, I ain't. <sighs> Losing people is tough, man. Especially people who literally, like, you grew up with, people who know you. Like, it's hard to find people who know you, like, and know where you, how far you come. Like, we talk about that all the time. Like, he like, man, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like, you doing your thing out there. You moving. You doing this. You got a job that you wanted. Da, da, da. Like, he just was hyping me up. And he like, I can't wait to get out there. I'm about to be right on the same wave with you. 
Like, man. Talking about depressed. Fuck June, y'all. Fuck June. June is June was some trash, okay? You hear me? June was full of fucking feces. Shitty, okay? Man. Up and down. But yeah, I was definitely depressed for the month of June. I would say when I went home, I went to the funeral. I was so happy, so blessed that I was able to make the funeral because I just knew I was going to miss it. And I, I even, like, skipped out on work just to try to, like, hurry up and get my ass there or whatever just to be there just in case they say, like, oh, it's tomorrow. I'm like, I'm already here. I'm already here. I wouldn't miss it for the world. But I, I, I came into terms and I came into grips with if I was to miss it, then I know that our bond is not going to, like, he know. He know my heart. And I, could, I wouldn't have been able to beat myself up about that because he probably would have been hoeing me, talking shit about me. But um, he was just he was just so fine. He was just so nice and just oh man, charismatic. He just was who he was, man. I just can't believe this shit. I legit can't believe this shit, dog. When I sit down and really think about it, I'm like, and I think what's so crazy is in a sense it's kind of weird, but because all those years went past where I. I didn't see him physically besides on my phone. Like, if he had FaceTimed me off that damn who, wherever he got the iPhone from um, while he was locked up, you know, um, I would see him on the phone. And I, would, I didn't see him physically. So, in a sense, it's almost like I'm kind of okay. But had I spent more time physically with this man, I probably would have been way more sh- shooken up. Like, I was... I was t- I was done for when I heard about this. I'm telling you, my days, I slept. I was depressed. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I had a good run with just my emotions all over the place. It was crazy. Like, and shout out to Rikiki because Rikiki came through and she ain't want me to be by myself. And she, she was there when I needed her. So, but yeah, it was tough. It's still tough right now. I'm able to talk about it now, and I, I forget my point. The, my point was saying that physically I hadn't seen him in a long time, like years, like in the flesh. So in a sense, I try to like put in my mind that like he's still like locked up. So whereas like maybe I'll get a FaceTime call randomly, or maybe he'll call me from jail, or maybe he'll you know, hit me up on Facebook Messenger or just anything like that. And I know that it won't happen, but it's kind of soothing because if had I spent more time with him physically, like if we would have kicked it, went out, traveled, did everything that we said we was going to do, just like when when you get out, you got to come visit me. We're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. Like we had plans. We had plans. Like what? I was about to show him the world. He was coming to my homecoming. <laughs> like, oh no, we... We, we, I'm, I got you, nigga. Like, it's, we about to be around and down. Who's your parole officer? I got you. <laughs> like, as I, too, am an officer. I'm going to make sure I pull some strings. Whatever I had to do, I just kind of had it in my head where I'm just like, he about to have a time of his life. I'm not letting these moments pass me by. And I moved here to North Carolina. I'm like, fuck. Because I was thinking to myself, like, when I was thinking even about moving, I'm like, damn, Corey about to get out, though, you know? But then he said, well, I'm not even going to be in the city. I'm not living in the city. I'm like, okay. 
Now, I know he wasn't going to be too far out of Ohio, but it, it was still like, okay, well, he's not going to be like, I'm not going to be able to physically be around him all the time anyway. I'm going to have to travel or he's going to have to travel, whatever. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, I can I can do as much as I can before I move. And But I knew everybody was going to be tugging him left and right anyway, so that was, I was just going to wait my turn, even though I'm just, he came to my going away party. Like, everybody was so happy to see him. That's, who <sighs> child. I just thank God for the for the opportunity to have somebody like that in my life. Mm-mm-mm. I'm talking about weed and he didn't try to make me smoke. And I was like so reserved when I was around him. He made me so dang on shy. Oh, my God. And y'all know I ain't shy. I, I only get shy when there's a whole bunch of eyes looking at me. I'm like, oh, my God. I start like, okay, need need my need my shell, need my shell, bitch, need my shell. But like, man, he used to make me so nervous. Every time he was like, I'm about to come over there. He came over every day and I was still nervous. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my god, why is he coming? Okay, what do I look like? Something? I'm asking man, but like, do I look like something? What I look like? I look good. Do you think he he'll come in there like you so pretty? I'm like, oh my god, oh, he loves me. <laughs> he fucking loves me, <laughs> man. Mm-mm-mm. That shit crazy, bro. Cherish the people that y'all got in y'all in y'all corner. This is part of the reasons why the people that I actually bond with, like I take bonds and I value relationships so much. Like when I lose a friend or like, well, really when a friend lose me, because I really don't be trying to just be ditching my friends. My friends end up, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I lost a friend in June. Was it June? Yeah, June. Lost a friend in June. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? I didn't even do nothing. Whatever. But I know that I value relationships. And if I ever make you feel a way, if I, if you, you know, uneasy about something that I said, because, like, you know, sometimes I'll be flying, my mouth be flying wherever it's going to fly. I mean, I'm pretty blunt, you know what I'm saying? But I'm also, I'm not, I'm not blunt to hurt anybody's feelings. And so, you know, if I ever said anything to make you feel away or anything like that, speak up. I don't like passing friends. I don't do that. You better tell me. Like, bitch, you got me fucked up. So that I can be like, oh, oh shit, my fault. I didn't mean anything by it so that you know I don't mean any harm. Um, but, yeah, I just say this, and that's just my little snippet on that. I ain't even going to speak too much about that. But I would just say, like, you know, I... I value bonds, I value relationships, and I'm a very loyal person. And you know, if I if I love you, I still love you. If I if I if whatever memories that we had, I know I, I compartmentalize a lot of shit. But a lot of the times, when it's genuine, I'm I'm gonna hold on to those forever. Like, and I like literally, I could sit here and, and tell y'all a million and one things about me and Corey's relationship, the things we did, the shit we got into, the bus stops we didn't slip on, <laughs> all types of stuff. Like, I could go on and on and on about this man and just our bond and just, just over the years, even just why he was locked up, the things that have happened. Um, the things that he tell me at my lowest points, how he just randomly called me, started talking shit, now I'm happy as hell. And it's like, literally, it's not like, oh, I'm in love with this man. I love Corey. I do. I, I love him. Like, I love every everything about this man. Love him. Love him. And even if I if I think intimate-wise, 
I know that if if I would have if he would have got out and we would have even started something, we was probably nigga. What I was probably gonna propose to that nigga. <laughs> like it's my dog, man. He just is unapologetically himself. Corny as hell too. Just corny, but man, good times. I can go on and on, but I'm not. I'm, I said I was gonna keep this short, but I thank y'all for listening to my venting and my tribute to Corey Jerome Parker. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm so glad that even though it's an unfortunate situation that nobody took your life. You know what I'm saying? Because then that would have pissed me off. That would have pissed me off. Ooh, child. I probably would have had to move back to Cleveland to get my revenge, bitch. Y'all not about to sit here and do that to my mans. But, um, but yeah, I just I appreciate, I appreciate just the Lord giving me the opportunity to have that type of man in my corner when I was, when I needed him most. And I'm pretty sure you know that now, even though I didn't tell him why he was physically here, but that man helped me through a lot. He don't even know. I'm going to write him a letter. I'm going to write him a letter. I get by with writing people letters. But, um, Yeah. I ain't depressed no more, though. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I said when I turned 30, I was going to get a therapist. So, to therapy I go, bitches. Because I definitely, I'm not going to lie, I definitely need therapy. That's for sure. I look all nice and calm and all this shit in, in the inside of my brain. I be thinking, like, blow all this shit up and kill everybody. Because you remember what happened when you was two years old? You don't remember, but you think you remember. Yeah, that. Like, I need to I need to unpack some things for sure. So, I always said 30 is going to be the year when I when I tap into it. And I'm going I'm to get a black therapist and we go see where it goes. So, I just encourage everybody to push through, see it through, and be honest with yourself. Be aware of who you are and the feelings that you feel. Don't ever feel bad for feeling how you feel like don't ever feel bad for feeling how you feel i don't i don't shade people or i don't you know throw people under the bus for feeling how they feel i mean maybe if i don't understand i'll understand it and that's part of my growth because i used to be like you shouldn't feel that way you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't I'm like who am i to tell somebody who that how they should feel i can't tell nobody how they should feel that's how they feel i don't want nobody telling me how i should fucking feel you know but anyways um Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for allowing me to vent a little bit. Um, Grieving and these losses that we take, these deaths, like it never, I always tell people, like it never gets easier, just gets manageable. When you alone in the room and you sitting here thinking about the shit, the shit gonna hit you the same way probably. You just gonna know how to manage it. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't have many losses in my life where I've, you know, I, I pick up and I just keep pushing when I know, you know, okay, this is how I manage this situation. Like, I don't just dead it or, like, forget about it. I deal with it while it's right there, and I just manage it how I need to manage it. And I don't know if that can help anybody, and I know I'm saying it in, like, the lamest terms, but however you take it, if it works for you, it works for you because it works for me. I live in it. I, I get in my, my fucking somber and whatever, and I'm just, like, I'm going to deal with this shit, but I'm going to manage it the way that I want to manage it. Or I'm going to get out of it the way I want to get out of it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to sit and shit. I'm not. So, 
I don't know. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, my next episode, uh, I'm. It's, it should be coming soon. I got some things that I'm gonna have like a panel. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see how I'm gonna do this. Rikiki gave me a good idea, so hopefully the home girls and a couple of home guys will be. Will be down, cause. I really want y'all's, y'all's opinion on this. It's been going around for a while and just something personally that I deal with, with men. But, um, yeah, thank y'all for listening. I'm not going to talk too much. I'm out of here. I got to get ready. Actually, I need to take a nap because they didn't have me out my birthday and I'm, I'm tired. I'm old now. I'm old, okay? So I need a nap. But thank you guys for listening. I will be be back. Let me know if you guys have any questions, even if y'all y'all may not have even known. Like, y'all probably knew Corey, and then, like, I didn't even know y'all knew Corey. I didn't know that y'all was like that. A lot of people don't don't even remember me. <laughs> A lot of people don't remember me because I stay out that way anyway, but, you know, yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Sleep in peace, CP3. I love you, peanut butter. My dog. For lifers. And I know I just pray for healing over people who are grieving and those who are struggling with it. I hope that you have somebody that you trust to talk to. And I hope that you have the strength to kind of just keep pushing and do what you feel like is best for you in a in the most logical and persevering terms, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm here. I'm always here if somebody want to talk. I'm good at talking and giving advice and stuff like that. So if y'all need me, just hit my line on my DMs. Instagram, fuck you, because I still want my old Instagram back. Oh, ass niggas. Okay. Anyway, bye.